This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Again, hockey fans, are you ready to brave the wild with me, Paladino Joey? It is January the 13th, 2013. This is episode number 57 of Brave the Wild. So it is finally, we're finally back on Brave the Wild again. It's been a long, long, long hiatus because of a long, long, long lockout. Well, we're back, thank God. <laughs> First and foremost, Brave the Wild is available on the sportstuff.com and on iTunes. I thank each and every one of you always for downloading and listening to this show. It is a great pleasure for me to be back on here, hopefully hopefully attempting to entertain you and to talk some hockey and do the best I can. Yes, sir. Well, brave the wild. Yes, yeah, so <laughs> to jump quickly right here in the nitty-gritty, the lockout is finally over. Um, also, going to have some changes to the show. We'll get into that very briefly. First, we'll kind of break down <laughs> very briefly the, uh, the hockey lockout. I mean, overall, it uh, it should it shouldn't have taken this long. There's there's no doubt about it. Um, it just shouldn't have. I mean, the, these guys knew this was a problem several months before, and they just sat around not <laughs> getting on with it. It's an absolute joke. So uh, it's just one of those things. There's nothing. <laughs> Nothing more you can say about it. They took way too long. They sat around. They had a chance to really get the negotiations started in June, but constantly, like in every lockout, in every sport, any type of negotiations, they always deliberately wait to the last second because they want to play chicken. They just want to play a game of chicken, and that's why it took this long, and, well, we're going to be reduced to a 48-game season. It is just the way it goes. (laughs) Um, This is the minimum season available. If this took any longer... That's it. It would have been just like 2005 all over again. 2004, 2005, all over again, and there would have been no uh, hockey. Yeah, that would have been it. There would have been no hockey for a whole season, and then hopefully it would have ended sometime in July or August like it did last time. Could you imagine the PR hit it would be to have two consecutive, uh, you know, uh, work stoppages, two consecutive uh, (laughs) CBA negotiations resulting in a lost season? It's not just a long lockout, a lost season. That would be the biggest joke of all time. It would literally be like this. <laughs> that would just about sum things up for the NHL and this whole situation with their whole work stoppages, CBA, BRI, whatever you want to call it. It's all just a bunch of bull. And, well, okay, yeah, it's a business. Everybody's trying to make money. I get that, but at the same time, the fans are always the ones that lose in the end, unfortunately. But again, thank God we didn't completely lose. Not all is lost. There will be NHL hockey in 2013. Not 2012-2013, just 2013. 
<laughs> yeah, I like that idea. Well, the player's HRI goes down from 57% to, that's hockey-related income, by the way, to a 50-50 split. What's great about this is the people like Donald Fuhr out there who are just such hard asses that they know it's going to come to this for this lockout to end. Why not just stop farting around and get it done? Wouldn't that be great? Just move just move on it rather than do every little possible thing you can to, to delay this and to push push things into the other direction. And, of course, Gary Batman's the same way. You get an a-hole like Gary Batman and a jackass like Donald Fear. Well, that's why you have lockouts like this. That's why you have lockouts that never end, practically. That's why, you have, that's why we had a lockout that pretty much took a year to end last time. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's just... Woohoo, you know. I'm just glad it's over. That's about all that's about it. Um the players have voted. Obviously the owners ratified the agreement on Wednesday. That ended the owner's side of the lockout. The players vote ended the lockout as of yesterday. Thank God. Training camp is, will begin or has begun today on Sunday, by the way, Sunday the thirteenth of <laughs> January twenty thirteen. Ooh, it's thirteen thirteen. Yeah. Yeah. Well and of course I am your host, Joey Wygen. But um <laughs> Yeah, it's just, what more can you say? I'm just glad it's over. Thank God we're going to have hockey this season. We're going to finally get to see Zach Creasy and Mr. Suter. Thank God, indeed. (laughs) It's just been an unbelievable, unbelievable, long, hard road for all of us hockey fans. So enough of that. Um, So I'm going to announce the new format of the show. And then we'll briefly get into some of the face. Yeah, yeah, we'll get into the Facebook page. There's finally activity on the Facebook page for Brave the Wild. It's about time, and there'll be some familiar faces from the Purple Mafia for the most part along the way. Mark Carlson and Sebastian Balls. Those are guys you're gonna you hear often if you're a Purple Mafia listeners. That's Minnesota Vikings show that I do, and of course Timberwolves Explosion is the Timberwolves show that I do. But very brief plug there that doesn't really yeah um, apply to the show necessarily. Just but uh, we're going to have a new format to the show. It's going to be actually very similar to the formats that I have uh, brought into those shows of late. Just some ideas that were brought to me for, from a fellow podcaster that does a basketball show in Australia brought this up. Uh, so we're going to try to do it like we did in the past, like the game reviews. That's the part that's going to be similar. Of course, we're going to get to the Facebook page before we get to the game reviews. Uh, as long as there are people posting on there, which would be terrific, please join the Facebook page. Simply go to uh, the search bar in Facebook, type in Brave the Wild. I believe that's all you'd have to do. And then go there and click like and then post away. There's also a phone line, 209-736-7877, 209-736-7877, which mention which show you're calling into, which is, of course, Brave the Wild. And statement, comment, shout-out, question, whatever it is. Join Brave the Wild. It would be terrific. So, yeah, um, after the game reviews, I'm going to get into, well, obviously there's no games this week, but just saying when we get into the season here, or even preseason. I'm going to talk about, uh, after that, I'm going to talk about what impressed me, two things that impressed me during the course of the week, and two things that bugged me over the course of the week. Uh, I say me, or could be us, me and Neil, Nate Dog Thiesing, who has been a co-host at times on this show, and maybe uh, another guest, maybe, who knows, maybe Sebastian Balls or something to join the show at times. If he doesn't call in, maybe he could be a yeah, co-host at times. That's an open invitation to you out there, Sebastian, maybe someday. Yes. So uh, two things that impressed me or us, two things that bugged me 
or us, and then we're going to also add the player of the week and the the worst, the best and worst players of the week, or since the previous show, maybe it's a two or three week hiatus versus a one week hiatus. But uh, that the player of the week will be named the Mike Madano Award. So that is so we're going to add some North Stars flavor to this show. I'm going to try to do that as a bit. The, you know, we're going to look at this as like Minnesota NHL hockey because. As far as I'm concerned, the Minnesota North Stars are absolutely a part of, should be a part of the the hockey history for this show. Um, you know, obviously, here and there, briefly get into Gophers conversation as we talk, go down memory lane or potential prospects and such. Uh, you got James Shepard, the James Shepard Memorial, who was like a terrible bust for the Wild. <laughs> he'll be the uh, he'll be the name of the award for the worst player of the week or X amount of time. So there you go. That will be fun. So, yeah, speaking of the North Stars, I'm going to try to have a North Stars, at least a North Stars memory per show as well. I would love to do that as much as I can to talk about the North Stars, at least maybe to end the show. Uh, just something for you to look forward to week to week. That's the whole idea, to change the format, to try to give you guys something to hopefully look forward to. If you like the show, I hope you do. And if you do, don't be afraid to post on iTunes. Give us a review on iTunes. Hopefully a positive one. That would be very much appreciated if you could do that and uh, say something <laughs> about the show that you like. Maybe something that you can uh, say. Maybe some added improvement to the show as well. But uh, yeah, there will be a North Stars memory per show. I'm going to try to do that as best as possible and try to keep it interesting and not just a random little thing. Try to keep it fun. We're going to talk North Stars and Wild on this show. Obviously, Wild is the feature presentation, but the North Stars do deserve respect on this show because they are my all-time favorite team in the history of sports. And there's no doubt about that. There is absolutely no doubt about that. So, with that, we are going to move on to the Facebook page very quickly here. Going to briefly get to some of the uh, the older posts uh, during the lockout because I was basically <laughs> trying to talk to people telling how frustrated I was saying it's like sorry I haven't posted in a while really hitting the lockout hoping there truly is an end in sight that was back in October Deb Costa saying agree so just yeah I just want to give people their brief airtime here <laughs> and um, another one where Deb shows up is uh, in late October I was mentioning how the NHL has canceled games through November 30th anyone worried yet this show host is raising his hand hand raised Deb Costa says sucks and then she says I've had it with both sides. Time to think of the fans. Where do I think the money comes from? Trees? Yeah, exactly. Because uh, those hockey tickets, because I was looking at the prices. Yeah, the cheapest seats are $28, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, it goes up pretty, you know, and it goes up from there. Yeah, good times, huh? It's not cheap to go to these games, and it's like, great, you know? <laughs> it's just one of those things where we can't win. You know, fans can't win. And that's just the way it goes. But I digress back to a little brief bit here now, way back to pretty much modern times here. To bats and balls, Mark Carlson and I pretty much having brief conversations here on the Facebook page again, as mentioned. I was letting everybody know episode 57, that's what this is, episode 57 of Brave the Wild, will be recorded tonight. Sebastian Balls saying, we'll be listening. He also mentions me, uh, give me a shout out, whoop, go wild, <laughs> Yes, there's your shout-out, Sebastian, and you know you're going to hear from me because uh, I always get to you on Facebook, so there you go. He says he just posted another play page, please include, and absolutely, keep doing this, Sebastian, because it only adds to Brave the Wild. In the past, 
there really was no end interaction for Bear of the Wild because people weren't really posting on the page. So again, encouraging guys to click like on the page and uh, join in the conversation and uh, to bring more people to the Facebook page. It would be terrific. So here we go to the other post. Only a couple more here. Sebastian Balls at the time, right when the lockout finally was ending, he said, we're back, here we go, and let's play hockey. Yeah, that's for sure. Amen and hallelujah. And I told him, just promise you won't stop listening to Timberwolves Explosion now, because obviously he's a bigger hockey fan than a basketball fan, but he'd been catching on to that show, uh, joining in that show because of uh, no hockey. So uh, again, hope you're still listening to that one. (laughs) Mark Carlson, big Viking fan from the Pro Mafia fan page, as mentioned, and the Gold Star winner of 2012. (laughs) So when I get more uh, people posting on here, I'll have a Gold Star person here again, where it's like the comment of the week. He says, thank you for the invite. I am new to hockey. My wife is a hockey fan and has helped me to understand the sport. She is from Manitoba and thus a reborn Jets fan. Well, there you go. I got. Yeah, I mean, I like the Winnipeg Jets. I do, or at least I used to. I like their old logo until they got that Labatt Blue garbage. So, yeah, that's what the logo looks like, Labatt Blue pretty much. So, yeah, welcome to the page, Mark. Absolutely. Very, very welcome addition to the page. He says, thank you, Joey. I'm counting on you and Sebastian Balls to school me about hockey. And uh, Sebastian's saying, worried we will pull in Eagles. Pull in Eagles. I'm I'm not sure what he means there. So if you could clarify on that one, Sebastian, I'd appreciate it. Um, Nothing, yeah, obviously no rip on you there. Just not sure what he... Huh. Yeah, maybe, uh, forgive me if I'm an idiot there. So, he also says, uh, Stanley Cup predictions, Kings versus Devils. Yes, a repeat. A repeat. So, uh-huh, Kings versus Devils. Aren't you excited? Yeah, I hope not. That's the Stanley Cup predictions. We'll, we'll have an official season preview, I believe, on the next show where I make predictions of how things are going to go. Hopefully I can get Neil Nate Dogg thesing for it, but we'll see. It might be, <laughs> it'll be within the next week or two. We'll see how things go. So that pretty much uh, concludes the Facebook page. I hope I'm not missing what you posted, um, Sebastian. I'm really, I'm hoping I'm not. I even posted something about uh, this Northern Lights. I always wanted the Wild to be called Northern Lights when they were the, uh, you know, when they're back when they were an expansion team and Northern Lights was one of the uh, possible names. And then I see what the logo looks like from this, uh, uh, it's like a, it's a junior hockey team here in Minnesota. It's called the Minnesota Northern Lights. And it's got like the North Stars logo where the N kind of attaches an L on the edge and it leads to the star still. That's kind of cool. I think it's, I think it's a cool logo and I used to joke about this should have been the name and logo for the team and I remember my buddy Paul mentioning yeah, it's too similar to the North Stars and we can't do that because obviously the rights still belong to those bastards that play in Dallas, Texas, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, I, I hate it. I really hate it, actually. Um... But it's just one of those things, and I kind of would have liked that logo. It's really simple. It's basically a blue NL with the star still pointing like the old North Star, but it's blue this time. Would have been kind of cool. Granted, Aurora Borealis are usually green, so it would have fit perfectly with North Star's colors again. (laughs) Uh, To dream, right? It's just one of those things. Not everything is going to happen the way you want it, because it's just how life goes, right? Yeah, yeah, well... Thanks again, Sebastian and Mark, for posting on here. And welcome to the newcomers, Andy Schaff, Becky Klesk, uh, Mark Carlson, of course, and Irvin 
Um, boy, I don't want to mispronounce that. That's Ir- Irvin X. There we go, Irvin X. <laughs> so welcome aboard, Irvin, if you happen to be listening. Great to have you on board as well. Steve Schmidt and Melissa Cotton, I believe, joined semi-recently as well. So thanks again to those of you out there and bring in more listeners if you could. So with that, we're going to take a break and we're going to actually talk about the wild. Yeah, yay, right? It's about time. back here on Brave the Wild episode number 57 which is a reminder for all iPod users, MP3 players and of course Android users as well if you're an Android user all you got to do is download Double Twist to get a hold of this show say if you don't have an iPod but you happen to have an Android phone or tablet or whatever Double Twist basically mirrors iTunes so that's another way to listen to the show and of course on Windows devices all you have to do is search the store, it's even simpler than, than iTunes, well actually it's simpler than anything Search the store, Tim Rules Explosion, Brave the Wild, or Purple Mafia. Those are my three shows, of course. And there you go. That's all you got to do to listen to them on, on a Windows device. Kind of cool. Windows phone, Windows tablet. Yeah. Kind of cool. I kind of like those. But, yeah. <laughs> Zach Creasy and Ryan Suter. Oh, yes. Zach Creasy and Ryan Suter finally on the team. Oh, my God. How exciting is it? They're finally here for real. No more waiting. <laughs> The 13 13 year contracts, yes, they didn't somehow get magically voided during the lockout somehow because of some crappy ruling that might change everything. I'm I was pretty sure that wasn't going to happen, but you know you never do know, do you? And um, I mean, it's like when you it's like it had to be too good to be true, right? When you sign players of the magnitude that the Wild were able to finally get in the off season. But uh, no, it's a reality. The the rule change in that area with the contract links is a seven your deal is the maximum for players outside of your team. Your own free agents, I believe it gets it can get at least to eight or longer if you're signing your own free agent. And um, the rules get a little interesting from there. Kind of hard, kind of confusing, but all that matters is they're here. And, uh, yeah, if you're signing an outside free agent, you can sign only up to seven years now versus 13. So glad we were able to sneak that in before the lockout occurred. <laughs> uh, we got your... Yep, Zach Creasy, of course, will be on the top line with Miko Koivu and Danny Heatley. The dream line for the Minnesota Wild, Miko Koivu, Zach Creasy, Danny Heatley. Oh my God, that is going to be fun. We're going to see just how uh, Danny Heatley's numbers improve, possibly, during the course of this season versus last year with a 53-point performance last year. He was able to get 53 points with a very depleted lineup, and of course the fact that he's kind of past his prime. It's going to be interesting to see just how his numbers do improve this season, because of course Zach Parisi, uh, Miko Koivu hopefully more healthy this time around, and of course maybe he'll be pairing up with with Granlund at times. Mikhail Granlund, we're going to talk about him very soon, uh, because Granlund's going to be on the second line, <laughs> as mentioned. Uh, he will be, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how Danny Heatley's production increases, though, this year. And hopefully it does. He's been able to stay healthy for the most part over his career. 
and uh, he's a fairly clutch player as well, and he's only 31, well, 32 in a couple days here, as, uh, yeah, the regular season begins Saturday on the 19th, yes, against the Colorado Avalanche, it's going to be fun, yeah, as mentioned earlier, I'm going to try to get a a prediction show in, if possible, a season preview show, but it doesn't really matter, I guess, ultimately, if it's a few games in when that gets released because there's such little time to prepare. So it's just one of those things. Um, yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see how the goalie situation turns out as well because uh, Nicholas Backstrom entering the final year of his lucrative contract. Josh Harding signed to a long-term deal in the offseason, but not an uber-expensive long-term deal, but a long-term deal. When everybody thought he was going to be traded because it kept signing to one-year deals, he thought maybe during the course of the season he's going to wind up on a team that needs a goalie right now that's trying to make a playoff run, and um, it never happened. And I guess he's going to be here for a while. He's a fairly good goalie, and it also does to uh, me give me the impression that Matthew Hackett is going to be the long-term goalie of the future, but at the same time, Josh Harding capable of holding that position for as long as he is able to. <laughs> at the same time, if he outplays Matthew Hackett, he's the long-term goalie. So it's how that's how it's always worked, and <laughs> it's going to be fun to see how things turn out. Wild also during the offseason bringing in guys like uh, Zenon Konopka. You know, he's going to be a obviously a fan favorite on that fourth or third line, the checking line as well. It's going to be interesting to see that one as well. Kyle Brazia, Cal Clutterbuck. Now that's a checking line. <laughs> Big time. Knopka was a guy who, of course, was a yeah a fan favorite and a favorite in the locker room in Columbus. And he will likely be more more of the same here in Minnesota. He uh, was a, he just sounded like a pretty fun guy when he called into the Paul Allen show back in the summer. It's going to be interesting to see. <laughs> it's going to be, yeah, he's going to be a fun guy around here. And, um, I mean, I just liked him right away. It's like, wow, this guy's going to be awesome. Just listening to him talk, it's going to be sweet. Um, a guy by the name of Pierre-Marc Bouchard, by the way, says he's healthy and ready to go. Coming back from a concussion last year, his second major concussion in his career. Scary, yeah, very scary. But uh, he says he's ready to go, and let's hope he is. Let's hope he is. I mean, it's... Uh, he would be a nice addition from within because obviously not a star, but definitely a piece, a second line type of guy. It's you know, it'll be interesting to see how the lines pair up with uh Bouchard in there. Because right now we're talking about um Granland. That's the next topic here. Granland is finally on the wild. Once and for all, he's kind of the, the Ricky Rubio of the wild, you could say, the foreign player that we finally were able to get, who's obviously extremely talented. Um, boy, extremely talented, by the way, I might add again. Uh, he had 21 points in 21 games in Houston, also. We're going to talk briefly about the Arrows later, but yeah. Just a very effective guy who played during, with an ankle injury oh, um, down in Houston. Missed a few games there, and that's why he's only 21 games when they played about 38. So, But uh, very effective in the, in the AHL. We'll see how that translates to the NHL. A lot of people expect him to translate very nicely on that second line, where he will center... Matt Cullen and Devin Setaguchi, another guy who was a disappointment last season, big time. But will he produce? We'll see. But ultimately, <laughs> seeing Granlin, Mikhail Granlin, finally, Mikhail Granlin, Mikhail, since there's like 15 different ways to pronounce his name, but that's the correct one, I guess. Mikhail Granlin, man, it is going to be fun to see 
this young man develop as a member of the Wild. I think he's going to be better than Mika Koivu long term, and I think I'm not the only one to say that, honestly. I know it's early. Let's let him <laughs> let's see him do it first. But maybe he's more like Saku Koivu because he's a little smaller and more skilled than Miko Koivu. Um, pardon, pardon that, Miko, because I know he hates, hates hearing his name and his brother's name in the same sentence. It drives him nuts. Uh, there's some type of sibling rivalry going on there that I guess is more his business than mine, but <laughs> we'll see how that turns out. Um, boy, <laughs> Stefan Voyev is still hanging around right now. He'll, uh, we'll see how that turns out. <laughs> we'll worry about that when the time comes. He'll be a fourth liner bust for him, <laughs> but, uh, that's just how it goes. But really, no, Mikhail Granlin, I mean, it's going to be a lot of fun to see how he turns out on this team. Yeah, um, defenseman as well. It's going to be, you know, you got Tom Gilbert, of course, as mentioned. He will be pairing up with Ryan Suter, of course, the top line, or top defenseman right there. Ryan Suter, Tom Gilbert, they know each other fairly well. Uh, Gilbert from Bloomington Jefferson. Yes, sir, played with that team. Bloomington Jefferson Jaguars long ago, one of the great dynasties in high school hockey here in Minnesota. And you got another guy, of course, from Minnesota, undrafted free agent last year that we were able to bring in from Elk River. Nate Prosser really liked his production last season. I mean, I it'll be, it'll be nice to see how he turns out with the Wild. Hopefully, he can stick around and uh, have a <laughs> have a successful season. I got to think there is a place for Nate Prosser on this lineup. Uh, right now, depends on Brodeen. It really does depend on how well Brodeen does, and Matt Dumba. Matt Dumba, not Dumba. Matt Dumba also on the Wild now, or gets a chance to play for the Wild. Is it an eight-game thing? We'll see. Uh, I believe he's got eight games potentially to to be on the NHL roster without burning the first year of his contract. That'll be really good. So, at least a chance to get his feet wet. We'll see how that turns out, as he will be, of course, in a very congested training camp. Only 25 players when you only have to cut down to, like, 22. So <laughs> these are guys that are all going to have a very legit chance to make the the final roster. Justin Falk back again, the Giant. Justin the Giant back again. <laughs> we'll see how that turns out. Clayton Stoner's been in the organization almost 10 years, folks. Almost 10 years of Clayton Stoner. Yeah. He's 27 now. He was drafted about nine years ago in 03. So nine, ten years ago. Gosh, it really has been that long. As he's going to turn 28 in February 19th. Yeah, so it's really going to be about a 10-year anniversary already for Clayton Stoner. And he's barely gotten his feet wet in the NHL. It just shows you how long it takes some of these prospects to get to the pros. It's a long road for some of these guys. And Stoner is an absolute survivor of the juniors and minor leagues and all that. He, he's been in the system of Houston forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. Another guy, of course, also a free agent the Wild acquired in the offseason, Torrey Mitchell, a speedster. He'll be in the fourth line. And maybe third, obviously, depends on how healthy everybody is and how he plays and the how things add up, how people get together. Jake Dowell, another player, May have a tough time making the roster. We'll see. Probably a fourth-line guy. We'll see how that turns out. Matt Cassian, another kind of fan favorite and favorite in the locker room. A tough guy. Everybody likes him. Yeah. <laughs> Edmonton, Alberta native. He's been in the system forever. He is a tough, big SOB. 
So will it be will it be Kanupka or will it be Cassian to replace uh, the all these uh, the enforcer position in the course of this team? Yeah. Again, God rest his soul, Derek Bugard, for that one. He was the biggest tough guy of all time for this team, and I'm gonna give him another moment of silence. Ah, oh, yeah, man, I love that guy. Definitely a shame to see it happen what happened. Yeah. So with that, we are going to briefly look at the uh, the Houston Arrows. How <laughs> players are faring down there. Some of the prospects, the major prospects. Jason Zucker expected to uh, be on this team this year, of course. He was uh, very... He was... I mean, he, he he's actually leading the team in scoring down there in Houston. But ultimately performing as well as Granlund, really, because he's got about as many points as games played. Uh, equal goals and assists, 16 and 17. Granlund was more of an 8 and 13. You have goals and assists. But it's nice to see that all these stud prospects in the same place. I mean, what a fun team this, this is to watch right here, though a lot of these guys are not going to be on the team now because they're going to be up here. Uh, Tyler Kuma, that's another player. Will he finally crack the roster? Will he finally play for the Minnesota Wild. I mean, it'd be about time, wouldn't it? It would be about freaking time if he wound up on the Wild. Talk about long, long overdue. <laughs> long overdue. Tyler Kuma, guy who has an ACL injury. I believe he even had a, uh, gosh, I mean, he, he's had a lot going on. I believe he even had an Achilles tendon torn as well by a, a skate. Uh, Zach Phillips was on the Houston roster. His first year at the professional level, he was sent to Houston, of course. He played in 35 games, got 13 points, 11 of them assists, so definitely more of a passer than a scorer. Scandella, pretty productive in the in the uh, in limited time, only 23 games, 11 points for him. Got it like that. Nick Palmieri, a long shot, a dark horse to make the team, very unproductive for the Minnesota Wild uh, in his brief stint with the team after a trade to the New Jersey Devils last year. Um fairly productive in the minor leagues that he may be one of those guys that that's just who he is. I have no idea. Steven Kampfer is another as uh, a defenseman prospect we acquired from the Boston Bruins last year for uh, uh, Zanin. That's who it was. Greg Zanin, the defenseman who was kind of a uh, <laughs> cancer on this team last year. Uh, I like him an awful lot. I like Steven Kampfer a lot. I think he has a chance to be something. Very limited action. Only 17 games in Houston, but did get six assists. Not bad in, in that course of time. Uh, Charlie Coyle, more productive. He was the hottest prospect in the uh, San Jose system. The Wild were able to get him last year in the Brent Burns trade. I like that very much. He's, uh, yeah, he's doing fairly well. 21 points in, eight, in 38 games. Actually has more goals than assists. So that's an interesting stat right there. Johan Larson, extreme, uh, also very productive down there. 10 goals, 12 assists in 38 games, 22 points for him. <laughs> so it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how these guys pan out as uh, we head to head into a, into some real NHL hockey once and for all. Matt Tackett also down there in the minor leagues, the AHL system that is. He's doing okay, but actually he's doing more than okay. <laughs> he's got no shutouts or anything, but. His goals against average, 2.62, save percentage of 90, but numbers down from last year, unfortunately. 
His numbers a little bit higher. Goals against average was lower. Save percentage was higher. So uh, that's okay, I guess. <laughs> but he, but not a significant drop or anything. Uh, in brief stint in the NHL though last year, looked promising. Looked very promising. And he is the number one goalie prospect in the Minnesota Wild system. There's no doubt about that. If uh, there is another one, go ahead and tell me about it. Just don't. Just don't give me one star on iTunes because, oh, he doesn't know this guy that no one's ever heard of. Yeah, you know, people would <laughs> like to do that. But, uh, of course, somebody a while ago complained saying I didn't know any of the prospects when uh, I mentioned them like every show. Like, didn't he mention the guys that I mention every show, like Zucker and Coyle and, and Phillips and blah, 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 blah. It's just, you know, that guy was just looking for trouble. So, whatever, we're happy for him. <laughs> I'm, you know... I always like looking at the Houston Arrows because I like to see the prospects, how they're performing. Unfortunately, the last couple of years, some of them weren't doing so hot, but now, bam, here comes everybody from juniors and, and overseas and such. It's very exciting to see them, at least on the professional level of hockey, not the NHL, but the AHL, to see how they perform. A lot of them doing fairly well. Scandella, man, that's a, he, he's an X-factor for the team because last year started strong and really, really dropped off and came back and was okay, was adequate. Not great by any stretch of the imagination. So now, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to conclude with the North Stars memory. Yes, sir, the Minnesota North Stars memory debuts, excuse me, debuts (laughs) once and for all here on Brave the Wild. In fact, I tried to debut it last year, but unsuccessfully. <laughs> Ren Blair, the original coach of the Minnesota North Stars. We're going to debut with him, a North Stars memory. We're going all the way back to the beginning, ladies and gentlemen. So if we're going to do our first Minnesota North Stars memory, why not go back to the beginning? He uh, died on January 2nd, 2013. So he just barely got into the year 2013, unfortunately died at age 83. He is uh, remembered as a pretty intense guy. Lou Nanny has some intense, had some <laughs> funny stories about him in the book uh, North Star's Memories as well. Do give that a look if you could. Lou Nanny, of course, the general manager, the Yoda of the Minnesota Wild. Uh, of course, uh, Blair died at age 87, actually. He was born on October 2nd, 1925. Died January 2nd, 2013. Age 87. So, uh, again, as mentioned, a very ener- very interesting, intense guy. Kind of in and out. He was he started as the general manager and head coach of the Minnesota North Stars at age 42 back in 1967. Had a 27-32 and 15 record for 20, or excuse me, for 69 points for the Wild, who finished fourth in their division that year. Made the playoffs, were 7-7. Seven and seven. So, and that time, the North Stars actually made a little playoff run that year, which was pretty interesting. The only time he actually coached the Minnesota North Stars in the postseason, his overall record uh, in 147 games with the North Stars as the coach, because he was the coach, and then he left, and then came back. Kind of interesting, but he stayed the general manager of the North Stars the whole time. But yeah, in 147 games, he won. He was uh, 48, 65, and 34 had some struggles, had some good times, ended up coming and leaving. It just seemed to be a kind of a crazy guy, <laughs> kind of in and out, uh, the, uh, in and out of the coaching box. <laughs> Bill Goldsworthy and him had a little run-ins, but more kind of 
nothing major personal, but aggressive, we'll say. A little pun back then. Guys punched coaches, and coaches just punched back, but then the next day, they're just like, okay, get out there, you son of a bitch. That's basically how they acted. <laughs> get out there and suit up and blah, blah, blah. That's just how it was. It was a different time, and wished I was around back then. It would have been fun to see. <laughs> it would have been hilarious, but yeah, he was the general manager of the Minnesota North Stars, then went on to call the uh, be the GM of the Pittsburgh Penguins for a while as well. Interesting career. It, it was like an era when people just kind of came and went and came back. I mean, you don't really see that anymore. General manager of the Pittsburgh Penguins for only a year. And, um, yeah, that was it. He was at the North Stars as GM until 1974, 67-74. A seven-year run for him as the GM. So, uh, yep, he was succeeded ultimately by Jack Gordon, who also was a head coach and became a general manager later on. <laughs> it's a... It is a really up-and-down ride for him in that in those positions. John Muckler ended up succeeding... <laughs> succeeding Ren Blair, and then Ren Blair succeeded John Muckler. It's just, what the heck? It's just back and forth, up and down, all over the place. But that was the NHL back then. And guess, you know what, folks? It kind of still is, isn't it? Because it's like you, get, you hire a guy, six weeks later, Sharks fire head coach and general manager. It's like, but they just hired him. Well, that's the NHL for you. Get out. Get him out of here. He's he's a hoser, eh? That's about it. <laughs> he's a hoser. That's pretty much how the NHL has always been, isn't it? It's like the more things change, the more things stay the same, huh? <laughs> So, yeah, that's your original North Star memory, Ren Blair. Heck of a guy. And, uh, yep, Lou Nanny had lots of fun things to say about him because, of course, Lou Nanny is the Yoda of the North Stars. He started with the North Stars way back in 67. The original team was the general manager all the way up to about 91, or actually until 89, 88, 89, but then stayed with the team as a consultant and kind of helping out there. Until 91, when Norm Green was just the biggest douche ever, and nobody wanted to be around him, and ultimately he, yeah, did what he did. Sorry to mention that name, but I guess I had to this time. Sorry. <laughs> so with that, we're going to conclude the show mercilessly, <laughs> mercifully, excuse me, away from Norm Green. Yes. Again, I said the name. Sorry. So with that, Brave the Wild is mentioned, available on thesportstuff.com. Do check out thesportstuff.com for other shows like Timberwolves Explosion, Purple Mafia, and of course the crossover uh, Without a Curse is a Boston Red Sox show as well. It's a wonderful website. Dylan Richardson created it, and without him there would be no Brave the Wild or any of my other shows. So do give that website a look. Also, as mentioned before, there is a Brave the Wild Facebook page. Simply go into the search bar, type in Brave the Wild, look it up, click like, and there is a Brave the Wild Twitter at Brave the Wild, one word, at Brave the Wild. Simply follow that Twitter account. That would be oh so appreciated. And the phone line is 209-736-7877. 209-736-7877. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Mention which show you're calling in for, which is Brave the Wild. And if you're a newcomer, mention maybe which town you're from. If it's, if it's Toronto, Ontario, if it's Seattle, Washington, or whatever. You know, stuff like that. It'd be kind of cool because then it gives you a little more of an identity and don't be afraid to call in Sebastian Balls or Mark Carlson would be terrific as well yes sir Mark Carlson's from Iowa Sebastian from Minnesota so there you go 
<laughs> Brent Jacobson out there may listen as well. He's from, uh, I believe he's from Lakeville. Yes, Lakeville. That would be cool to hear from him as well. Always an entertaining caller on the Pro Mafia show. So again, thanks for listening. Hope I can improve this show with the new format. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully this show can can make some noise now with some new players coming in. And uh, yes, don't be afraid to give me any type of pointers to improve the show, whatever you like. Let me know. Doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be the exact change that's going to happen. But any type of suggestions are welcome. Any type of uh, encouragement is welcome. (laughs) Like, yeah. Just, uh, you know, maybe improve this, but uh, good luck, keep it going type of stuff. (laughs) Any type of constructive criticism, I should say, is welcome. And uh, please do give me a rating on iTunes, hopefully a good one. That would be appreciated, because this show needs some good ratings on iTunes. The more, the merrier. So thanks again for listening, and we'll be back sooner rather than later.